listening to Throw the Podcast, brought to you by ThrowTheX.com, the very best in mediocre wrestling journalism. And now, your hosts, Jay Gunter and Ben Conrad. And so here we are. We're in the last week of May, first week of June. And if you're a pro wrestling fan, you need to mark this down on your calendars. You, you, you need to log this away because in 10 years, you're really going to be talking about what it was like being a wrestling fan right now. So double or nothing is come and went. Um, we got a great look at what the pro wrestling landscape is going to be coming forward. And now we are here. We are sitting here ready for the next version of NXT Takeover, NXT Takeover 25. That'll be happening later tonight. And um, if you know anything about myself and Ben, you know we're huge fans of the NXT brand. Uh, in in my opinion, and I know in Ben's opinion, NXT their wrestling, the the way they do their shows, is pretty much what AEW should be striving to be. Um, and I can't wait. We got a we got a lot of great stuff going on. So. Let's get him in. Let's, let's get to business. Without further ado, he is the other half of the tandem known as Throw the X. He is my partner, and he is the biggest pro wrestling fanboy in history. He is Ben Conrad. Ben, how you doing? I am doing great, Jay. Thank you. Yes, I am the other half of the X. Um, if this were bowling, I'd be a spare. Um, yeah, okay, Jay, AEW, let's get it going. Um, did they Did they live up to... Did they, first of all, did they live up to all in? Let me ask you that. They went all in and it paid off for them big time. They took their chips and they said, we're going to go double or nothing. Did it pay off this time, Jay? Yeah. As a matter of fact, if you look at the numbers, double or nothing was the perfect name for this event because they actually doubled their pay-per-view buys for this show, which I thought was pretty awesome. But uh, to get your question about the wrestling, yeah, hell yeah, they did. Um, Was it a perfect show? No. And there's there's a lot of reasons behind that. But if you're a pro wrestling fan and you watched this event, you couldn't help but to walk away and say, damn, I'm really glad I sat down and watched that. Yeah, you know, Jay, um, it was a good wrestling show, you know, especially for their first time doing it. And I'm not I'm not counting all in when I say first time, because this was AEW's as a company, their first event. Um, you know, the backdrop looked great. Uh, wrestling was good. The the show, you know, it, it went somewhat smoothly. I have a lot of bones to pick about the show, though, Jay. You know, I, I know. you know me. I'm a positive guy. Um, in all this hype and all the excitement surrounding the the AEW, Jay, I I feel like I feel like I need to set a few things straight here because I'm reading these Twitter feeds, um, and I was reading the Twitter feeds all night watching the AEW pay per view. And I, it was kind of pissing me off a little bit. The, let's do this. My my mom always said if you had something negative to say, sandwich it between two positives and it doesn't come off as bad. So give me one positive coming out of this show be, before you go on your rant. One positive coming out of this show and AEW, um, there is more wrestling. You know what? I mean, what's so bad about a, another wrestling promotion? The more the merrier. Um, I, I love wrestling. I'm a fan of wrestling. Um, you know, whether it's good or bad or a little bit of both, it's, it's more, it's more of what I love. So there's a positive right there. 
Okay, yeah, and and I think you're right. I mean, as far as a wrestling show goes, you really didn't need to know a whole lot about who these people were to appreciate the wrestling. I mean, especially looking at the tag team matches. Uh, maybe not, you know, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers, because a lot of people knew, knew who they were. But if you look at all the other stuff, the, the wrestling itself you could get into, just the athleticism, you know, the, the storytelling, things like that. So with that being said, I, I want to give a quick disclaimer. Uh, the views of Cowboy Ben Conrad in no way are the views of AEW, WWE, Throw the X, WrestlingNewsWorld.com, or Throw the Podcast in a whole. They are his and his alone. Without further ado, Cowboy Conrad shoots from the hip. Let me ask you a question, Jay, before I start. What is the worst thing a wrestling fan can be called? What is the worst thing that you can call a wrestling fan? A mark. A mark is exactly right. You know, a mark is basically somebody who believes wrestling or or the storyline surrounding the wrestling is 100% real. Or it's just somebody that's so invested into a character or a superstar um, that it's just, it comes off as just way too excessive. That's a mark. And it's okay. I mark out sometimes. You know, when you, when somebody, when something happens you don't expect or when a, a, a old superstar you used to root for when you were a kid comes on your screen, you mark out. And that's okay. That's part of the fun of it. It's part of the entertainment. Okay? So I'm not here to talk to you, Marks. I'm here to talk to the bad type of Marks. Because believe it or not, there is a bad type of Mark out there. And if you're listening and you know, because you damn sure know if you're a bad type of Mark, you know who you are. Especially those Twitter trolls. I'm talking to you. Okay? AEW, the matches, the wrestling. What 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 was the hype going into AEW? Because they're book they're 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 a wrestling show. They're claiming to be a different product, right? They're not. They're getting away from the entertainment that is WWE. They're all about the wrestling, the wins, the losses, the action in the ring, the unscripted promos. Now let's let's do a quick brief look down this card. And we'll talk a little bit about the wrestling. I'll try to make it quick as possible, but there's a lot, believe me. You had Adam Page winning the Battle Royale. Okay, um, if you don't know who Adam Page is, guys, he's great. Um, you'll you'll soon know who he is. Um, good match, entertaining match. It was no Titus O'Neil sliding under a, a ring apron type entertaining. But it was good. It was decent. Okay, the wrestling was okay. The spots were okay. The surprises were okay. Over the top. No pun intended. No, not by any means. Okay, you had the women's three-on-three match. Sloppy as hell. I'm sorry. I mean, these are all good wrestlers, but the match itself was sloppy. A lot of spots wasn't well put together. There was even a botched ending with the bell ringing after a two-count, for God's sakes. And in entrance music, or uh, 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 what would be exit music, playing when the match wasn't even over yet. You know, you had camera guys out of place. You had a, a water spray into a camera guy's lens, and he didn't know how the hell to wipe it off for about four freaking minutes. And I had to watch water on my screen. You had the announce team that, other than Jim Ross, who actually got lost a couple times himself, I get it being new to the promotion that's going to happen, but you had an announce team that was horrendous. These guys won't have a job tomorrow, and if they do, shame on AEW for keeping them around. Now let's go to couple positives. You had the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. Great match. Fantastic wrestling tag team match. Um, Was it as good of a wrestling match as, say, I don't know, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano? 
at the last at the last uh, NXT takeover? No. Is it going to be as good as Cole vs. Gargano 2 at the NXT takeover tonight? No. But it was good. You had Cody and Dustin. Great match. Excellent match. Um, God, Dustin pulled some moves out of his ass, Jay, that uh, I didn't think were possible. And so I'm actually going to take this moment to take back a lot of what I said um, the last few weeks about how the wrestling was not going to be good. It was going to be a strictly emotional match um, because I was wrong. It was a very emotional match, and it was a very good wrestling match. Um, and the blood was just added that much more color to it. Pun intended that time. Um, now we'll go to the main event, guys. Now the main event is, you know, it doesn't always steal the show, but it's the main event. Okay, it felt going into it like it was a main event with the big names of Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, the two biggest signings in AEW. Did it feel like a main event during the match? No. It was not a great match by any means. And if you feel that it was a great match, I am at TTX Wrestling. Please tweet at me. Let me know why. Um, because I did not see it. There were a couple good spots. Kenny Omega over the top rope onto a, a table that Jericho was holding. Um, you know, maybe one or two more. But this was this was also sloppy. Jericho looks sloppy in the ring to me. And I'm going to say it. Somebody has to. Somebody's got to speak the truth here on this main event. It was not a main event quality match, especially from a promotion that is booking themselves as a wrestling promotion, as something not mainstream. Because this match didn't even live up to Chris Jericho, or I'm sorry, uh, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles at Money in the Bank, which was a match that took place an hour into the show. It just didn't. If you want something not mainstream, if you want something that focuses on the wrestling, if you want something that's not solely in it for the entertainment value, and you think that AEW is going to be your savior, God, I hope it is, guys. I really do down the road. I hope they learn from this, and I hope it is. But if you want something right now that is all of that and more, turn on NXT, please. Because this pay-per-view, while entertaining, you know, good for their first time, trial run if you want to call it, did not hold a torch to anything that I have ever seen on any NXT TakeOver. Ever. As a matter of fact, I'll go and I'll rewatch last Wednesday's NXT before I rewatch Double or Nothing. So it's the marks out there on Twitter because I'm getting to the very end of this show. I'm sorry, Jay, but there's a lot I got to get off my chest, buddy. I'm going to get to the end of this show because this is where the marks on Twitter need to be called out. This is where my feed absolutely blew up with, oh my God, it's John Moxley. Holy shit, John Moxley, oh my God, it's John Moxley. Okay, nobody on my Twitter feed ever took the time to explain their excitement. It was just, oh my God, it's John Moxley. Okay. Oh my God, it's Zack Ryder. Who gives a damn who it is? Why are you so excited for this person that was Dean Ambrose last week that you guys were booing and you couldn't stand him being in the main event? He was a filler on Monday Night Raw. Sure, he had a good fan base, guys, but what, what, what has he done? Because he changed his name? He wrote Mox on the back of his leather jacket? He's in a new promotion? I get there's buzz. I get there's hype. I get there's excitement. But guys... 
It's it's still John Mox. You know what? It's never mind the John Moxley. It's still Dean Ambrose until he proves me otherwise. He has done nothing for me lately, and I'm not going to automatically change my mind and hop on the bandwagon and become that bad Twitter mark that I'm speaking up against right now. Um, especially coming from the people who are normally the ones who think they have to speak out against the marks. The people who think they have to know all the backstage information. They have to know every name in every independent wrestling show. They have to know everybody. They have to know how to pronounce every Japanese wrestler's name in New Japan. Because that's what makes them a true wrestling fan. But then they get on Twitter and they're they're bashing the, the so-called marks, right? You know what, Jay? I, I'm going to end it there. I'm going to stop shooting for the hip. I'm going to put it back in the holster. And I'm going to let you go because, uh, hell, Jay, if you think I'm wrong on any of this, please tell me. I, I may be overreacting right now, but you know what? I've got my own podcast, so I'm allowed to. Yeah, I mean, see, the am I, am beautiful I being part... Too, am I being too hard on people right now? But first of all, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to let you talk. I'm not being hard on AEW. Hell, God, they did, a, they did a great job. I'm being hard on the fan that thinks they're, they're a super fan that thinks they're they're better than than you know the 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 the, the fans of the entertainment who are who are on twitter like that's who I'm talking about not not that not the AEW they're going to be just fine I'm excited for them yeah and and you know you hit a lot of good points there and and the beautiful thing about being a wrestling fan is there's no such thing as right or wrong because you know I'm a prime example I was a huge Randy Orton fan you know, back in the day, oh my God. maybe not you, recently, but you do realize the, this is going, this is going up on the internet, right, Jay? I I know, and that's the thing. You, you know, you can't call me wrong because it was just who I liked. Cats out of the you bag. Know, some, now, yeah, some people really, really loved Dean Ambrose. Some people were all about Dean Ambrose, and they couldn't be happier to see Dean Ambrose now, John Moxley, in another promotion where they're going to get to see him week per week. And and I totally get that. And and before. I add a few things. I just want to let everybody know, I'm not here to crap on AEW. As a matter of fact, we started this show by telling you that it's, it was an historic week for wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. We told you that it was a great show to watch. That if you watched it, you walked away from that glad that you did. Um, but some of these negatives of the show need to be talked about. And uh, a couple things that I think are going to be corrected. I couldn't agree with you more about the, the commentary and the cameras. Um, I get that it's their first show, and they really need to work out those bugs. But, but yeah, man, the the commentary, they didn't know where they were going. They didn't know what the next match was. They didn't know anything. Uh, they, they really didn't add a whole lot as, as far as commentary, you know, that you get with, like, a Corey Graves or somebody like that. There, there was no – there was nothing to them, pretty much. Um, the, the Battle Royale, you – good is the perfect word to describe it. It wasn't great. It was for me. It was kind of confusing the way they were announcing wrestlers, and then some wrestlers would kind of, you know, brawl outside, but some wouldn't. And uh, the cameras weren't very good picking up a lot of the eliminations, things like that. But I, I got to see some wrestlers I like. You know, I I like MJF. MJF is going to be a great heel. Awesome, I mean, he awesome is a great promo heel, but, uh, later on. Oh in my the show, god! By the way, 
Yeah, uh, Sean Spears. I, I really enjoyed Ty Dillinger when he was in NXT. Not main roster, but NXT. And it's good to see him back. It's good to see him able to give the middle finger. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So so it was a lot of fun for me. And like like you said, for the people that don't know who Adam Page is, they're going to. He He's a really good character. He might not be an A-plus wrestler, but he he's very well-rounded when it comes to a wrestler. Um. The, the tag team matches, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I don't get into the Japanese stuff. I really don't. And I know that the way the, the Japanese work, it, you know, it's really good wrestling, but it's just a different brand that me, myself, I'm not into. That's why I don't really watch New Japan unless there's something big going on that I have to see. Uh, I'm just not into it. I, I talked to some of my friends, you know, I... Ben, I talked to Tommy Fenton, and he really liked the match, but he's one of those guys, you know, he can sit there you know, stay up till three o'clock in the morning, watch New Japan and think it's worth it. You know, me, not so much. Um, another thing that you didn't really get into that I thought was horrible. Bret Hart, I get it. I get why you're bringing Bret Hart out. Okay, he's a legend. It was a surprise. Everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe Bret Hart's here. If you want somebody to introduce your title and you want somebody to speak, Bret Hart is probably the worst person that you can pick for multiple reasons. Number one, because of, you know, strokes and things like that, he can't walk. Number two, even when he was in his prime, this man cannot cut a promo to save his life. Now, take him out of the ring for however long he's been out, he was even worse. And then throw in, you know, the inexperience of the camera guys, we didn't even really get to see the title. Uh, He brought out the title while the cameras were on the guys fighting. And he was just kind of swinging it around, you know, showing everybody. We didn't even get a good look at it. Gorgeous title, by the way, Ben. Did yes. you get a good look at that thing? I got a good look at it. It is, it is beautiful. Good job, I man. L- yeah, I love that thing. But, but yeah, man. Um, but the positives. Dude, there, are, there are positives. I don't. Jay, oh. did I sound too uh, heelish on that? Because I, there are positives, man. I didn't mean to sound yeah. like a, you know. I, I, I thought the positives outweighed the negatives. Like I said. Uh, the show, I am glad I watched that show. It was a really, really good show. Yeah. Uh, Co- Cody Dustin Rhodes. I could watch that again. Hats uh, off. There was a point, oh my God, there was a point in the match that I was genuinely worried and wanted them to stop it because I thought Dustin was going to die. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> God, the blood just added so much. You know, I'm not all about, you know, wrestlers blading every single match. It takes away from the from the actual wrestling where it happens too often. Um but when it happens every once in a while, uh, he obviously, you know, cut himself. It it really does something for it, Jay. And, and it made the match that much more dramatic than it already was. Um, and and, and what would you think of Cody Rhodes, by the way? What did you think of his entrance and uh, taking the sledgehammer to the throne? I loved it, man. See, that's awesome to me. That, that, and... I think Triple H kind of handled it the right way after that because when he was interviewed, it was just kind of like, yeah, it's business. It, I don't do. I think it was a personal attack on Triple H. No, I think it was business. It, it was Cody Rhodes saying, "Hey, we're here." Exactly, and, and it, it's it, there's a difference between a cheap shot and like, hey, like you know, we're here to we're here to do business. We're here to compete. I think it was great. Um, I, I I think um, WWE is kind of walking a little finer line than AEW. They have a lot more to lose uh, by mentioning AEW on the air. You've seen the previous night on Raw, Jay, with the Sami Zayn promo. Um, he was got 
Horrible, horrible segment, by the way. He was in an electric chair and uh, taking questions from the, the crowd. And he said, he basically just told a, a guy in the crowd, you know, you could have asked me, that was a stupid question. You could have asked me this. You could have asked me that. Hell, you could have asked me about AEW. You know, and the fans went, ooh, you know, like, did he just say AEW on air? Like, that's crazy. Which was obviously scripted um, just to just to show that, hey, we're not afraid to bring you guys up either. You know, it was kind yeah. of a stupid way to retaliate and a stupid way to do it. But um, I, this is going to go on for a while, Jay. I think there's going to be these subtle jabs back and forth for the foreseeable future. You know, I, I think it's fun. Yeah, I, I agree. And just, just to reiterate, Double or Nothing was a great show. Watch it. We're not saying we're we're not tearing it apart just to tear it apart. Like no. Ben said in the beginning, there were so many people that went on, you know, Twitter and their websites and said, Oh my god, best wrestling show ever, AEW yes. for life, yes. WWE's in trouble. And Those are the people is, I'm no, talking to. Yeah. If if you think that AEW is going to, you know, dethrone WWE in the next year because they are just so awesome, you're wrong. I mean, look at the pay per view buys. I I get it, but it's not there yet. You got to let it breathe. And did they take a good step forward? Absolutely. Now they just got to kind of roll with it. They got to get these storylines going. They, they got to figure out where all these wrestlers place, you know, in the pecking order. And yep. uh, they got to they got to figure out who they are and they got to push their identity. That's all I'm saying. It's all it is. It's their first show. It was a trial run. I think they did an exceptional job. They've got some kinks to work out, and that's that's what happens when you're a brand new company. Um, and they're gonna get there. You know, they've yeah. got the the roster. Um, you know, they've got they've got a lot of pieces in place to be successful, to be great. But was it the best show ever? Down with WWE, AEW's the new you know, the new uh, king in town. No, it wasn't, guys. Be realists about it. It, it really wasn't. <laughs> That's what I was going to bring up, because you called me right after the show, and I asked you how it was. And you're like, man, that was a great show. And then you said, but if I told you that we could watch that show, or we could watch NXT TakeOver New Orleans, or NXT TakeOver Orlando, or Brooklyn, which one would you choose? And, and you're right, I would. I'd go. I'd still go see the TakeOver shows. Yeah, you know... Um, Speaking of TakeOver, enough about AEW. Good job, guys. I cannot wait to your next pay-per-view. Um, I, I which, think it's going to be better. Yeah, which, by the way, is uh, Fighter Fest coming in June. They got Fight for the Fallen in July, and then they got All Out in August. Just want to throw that in there. Yeah, so um, so we, we got another one tonight, Jay, already. We got an NXT TakeOver, if you guys didn't know about it. Um, you know, usually they fall before one of the big four pay-per-views in, in WWE. Um, that's not the case tonight. We get treated with this special. It's NXT TakeOver 25. Um, and I think it's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, it's, what do mm -hmm. you think? I think it's set up to be that way. Um, I, I think that they why. really... Well, they I think they really kind of, you know, pulled out all the stops when it comes to wrestling. So every NXT... Um, there's a lot of great wrestling, but there's always that one match that that you know it's for storyline purposes or to get a guy ready to go to the main card, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think this one, they just grabbed the best talent that they had, put them on the card and said, hey guys, go do what you do. Because Ben, reading over this card, is there one match on the card that you're going to be able to get up and get another beer for? No. 
And you know what, Jay? Because you, you said that, and, and I'm wondering if it's, you know, you had um, Alistair Black um, called up to the main card. Ricochet called up to the main card. You've got Tommaso Ciampa out with injury right now. Their roster, especially their main event um, talent on their roster, is kind of depleted. So I think that's what they've got to do, at least for the time being, is take their biggest names and, and pit them up against each other. Um, I'm not complaining. I, I think every match on this card has the opportunity to steal the show. Yeah, I mean, if if you look at... I mean, here's a match that technically doesn't even mean anything. Uh, you got Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. That match, I mean, at the next takeover, you know, when you're talking SummerSlam, when you're talking even WrestleMania, the takeovers that happened before those, that that would be worthy of a main event match if you look at the way that those guys wrestle. And it, on this particular card, there's really nothing in it for these guys. But, you know, Matt Riddle is destined for superstardom. Roderick Strong, you can say this pretty much the same. I mean, his personality, right when he came in, I thought his personality was a little dull. But since he, you know, since he, he's been here, he's evolved. And I think it's a lot better outlook for him. Yeah, you know what? You're, you're right. These guys are both destined for stardom. Um, you got Matt Riddle, who's kind of teasing a, uh, a surprise um, on Raw with, with Brock Lesnar. Did you see that on Twitter? He said, <laughs> he said you know, you're going to cash in on, on Rollins on Raw, and I'm going to be there to screw it up for you. You know what? Matt Riddle's been talking. I think before he even joined NXT, when when they were asking him when he was still an independent wrestler, like, what do you want to do? He's like, beat Brock Lesnar. Like, that's right. been his thing yeah. since he's been a wrestler. You know, I think, um, you know, I think perhaps at the next pay-per-view, we might see like a Roderick Strong versus uh, Velveteen Dream um, for the championship. Uh, not right now. I think right now is the time to, to keep elevating Matt Riddle because the guy is on pace for superstardom. And I think you got to keep him hot, man. I'm not making predictions, but God, I you know I don't see Riddle losing this one. Yeah, I mean this uh, this match could actually steal the show. Yeah, I mean, um, I I wouldn't be surprised if it did. To be absolutely honest with you, um, it's going to be fantastic. I, I mean, I'm trying to trying to think of something bad to say about it to to kind of you know lower people's expectations, but. I just can't think anything. These these two guys are so great at what they do that this match is going to be one where you just sit back, kick your feet up, and just Ex- just take it in and enjoy it. Exactly. You know what? As soon as I said that, I said this match could actually steal the show. I looked down at my my uh, my match card for tonight that I got right in front of me, and I'm looking down the match card, and I'm like, damn it! Now I'm going to have to say that after every match because literally any of these matches, hell, Shayna Baszler and Shirai, that match could be phenomenal. You know, I, you got, I, I, I what's know. up? Yeah, Velveteen Dream and Tyler Breeze for the uh, North American Championship. That's your boy right there, Velveteen. Welcome, welcome home, Breezy. Hey, Jay, little trivia for you, for you guys out there. I one time, and if you don't follow me on Twitter, you wouldn't know this. But if you did, you would know, at TTX Wrestling. I one time had a beer with Tyler Breeze on I, the sidewalk that. in Phoenix. He did not have a beer with me. But technically, Jay, I had a beer with Breezy. Yeah, I I remember that picture. I remember seeing it and just being so pissed off that I wasn't able to go with you, because uh, Tyler Breeze. I love me some Tyler Breeze. I I think he's funny. He has a different type of character. You know, he's he's not like every other wrestler you see coming through the pipeline. Uh, I would have loved to have been there. You know, listen, hey, I'm going to tell you a quick little story before we move on from from Breezy. 
Okay. We're in, we're in Phoenix, and I've met a ton of superstars, a ton of talent. You know, I've I've got I've been backstage, been different places. These guys are normal people. Okay, they're talented. They're they do something that you enjoy watching. But at the end of the day, they're you know they're just a guy like like you or I. Okay, so you talk to them like that. It was a little different with Tyler Breeze and Phoenix Jay. First of all, I was doing my best Ben Conrad impression. I was absolutely hammered. Um, walking down the sidewalk and I seen him and I stopped and, you know, we were talking and, uh, he said, Hey, how you doing, man? First words out of my mouth was, "Mm, dude, you're gorgeous (laughs) in that, in that just weird Ben-esque slurred way. I just said, dude, you're gorgeous. And he looked at me and was like, Oh, all right, Dan, thank you. And uh, so, yeah, so Breezy, if you're listening, man, I, uh, you know, my bad, my bad for the awkwardness. Yeah, well, kind of, kind of embarrassing, kind of awkward, but, you know, I just wanted to share that with you. How, I mean, how could I not? Yeah, you're right. Those, those guys are normal guys. We were, um, we were backstage in Orlando. We were allowed back there for a very small period of time. That period of time was basically us entering the, the arena and us walking out to take a few pictures of the ring and then get to our seats. That's how long we weren't hanging out backstage. You know, I didn't have my, my arm around trips asking them how the show is going to be. You, you know what I mean? It was, it was just a very quick walkthrough, but as we were walking through, we saw all those guys. I, I stood next to Johnny Gargano, who is extremely small, by the way, I'm only six foot and, and I towered over this guy. And um, when Ben says these guys are normal guys, they are. In the backstage area, there was, like, a TV set up, and there was a bunch of, like, leather chairs and couches and crap like that. And, you know, no way Jose was, like, taking a nap on one, you know, watching, like, Law & Order SVU. You know what I mean? I mean, it was kind of funny to see what they were doing yes. backstage before their actual matches. It is. It's, you know, it's fun to talk about it. A lot of you guys are fans. You see what you see on TV. It's fun to know what goes on behind the scenes, too, you know? Yeah, it's, that's it, it That's was... part of it. It was a great time. And uh, speaking of Gargano, Gargano's got a big one. Yes, Gar- he Gargano's does. got a big one coming up. That that came out kind of wrong. I apologize. You know, he might have a big one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it did, it did. Well, should I edit that one? No, I'm leaving no. it. Go ahead. No, hell no. Johnny Gargano has a big match coming up versus Adam Cole Bebe. And uh, this one's going to be a lot of fun. Ben, on the Ben Conrad Miller Light scale, 1 to 10, how good is this match going to be? Jay, let me say it like only the great Sean Spears can. Ten. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the match, uh, their last match, the two out of three falls, was a, a perfect ten, was it not? Yeah. I don't yeah, expect I this one to be any different. I, I think this one might actually be better. And the reason I say that, I, I think that this one is set up. I know we're not doing predictions, um, but I think that this one is set up perfectly for Adam Cole to go over. Adam Cole's done a lot since he's been in NXT. Uh, From the second that he walked in, he's pretty much been a main event talent. He's done a lot of main event stuff. He was the first ever North American champion, and he deserved it. Because let me tell you, we were there for that match, and that match was spectacular. And part of the reason was because Adam Cole was in it. Um, It's time. It is time to get Adam Cole some, some... some championship gold, get him to that top level. Uh, Johnny Gargano, he he deserved it when he got it. Johnny Gargano was the, one of the few remaining talents from the original, I don't know, NXT push that that was a top-level talent that hadn't held the championship. 
Uh, after Tommaso Ciampa got it, we all kind of figured that sooner or later Johnny Gargano would be taking it away from him. Uh, the, the injury really derailed that. Uh, if you remember, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa were supposed to be on the main roster. They debuted on the main roster as a tag team, which we predicted way back in the day. But uh, it, it appeared that Gargano was never going to get his time in the spotlight, yet here he is. But that time, I believe, is slowly coming to an end. Um, the match is going to be fantastic. Adam Cole, I can't wait to see what he does as champion. Look for the crowd to be absolutely on fire for Adam Cole tonight. Because it will happen. Um, if you guys didn't watch the last NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn, I was there live. Um, and it was deafening in there for Adam Cole. And it came across on TV the same exact way. I've watched it twice. Um, the crowd is going to be hot tonight. Yeah, I mean, there's really not a whole lot to add to that. Um, Adam I got something Cole, to add. What do you got? This isn't a prediction show, but if I may, Adam Cole wins tonight. The Undisputed Era wins the four-way tag team match tonight. Um, and they are going to be leaving... NXT take over the way they said they were. They are going to be holding more gold than King Midas and the Lost Dutchman himself. Um, you know, Roderick Strong is obviously not in a championship match with Matt Riddle. Um, that's why I said maybe give it time. Maybe, you know, uh, a feud with Velveteen somewhere down the road may come to fruition. Yeah, and, but and we don't even know if, if, if Roddy's going to be a part of Undisputed Era. You know, they've been teasing problems, you know, with them. So who knows? Yeah, and really quick, just to make sure that, that the last thing I say about AEW is positive, to the people that were there, to the crowd, kudos to you guys. You guys were awesome. You guys were hot all night. Uh, took you a little warm-up to the Japanese stuff, but but you did it. You sounded great. You sounded great on the stream. Well done. Keep it up. Yeah, um, I'm going to end on a not-so-positive note about AEW. Actually, it's not even about AEW. It's about the WWE fans on Raw uh, a couple nights later. Early in Raw, actually as part of the opening segment, the crowd had a tried getting an AEW chant going. Um, God, where were they, by the way? Do you, do you remember where they were, what city? I don't even remember, to be honest I with can. you. I can't. I rarely pay attention unless it's somewhere, you know, I don't know. But um, I, I want to know how much you guys paid for your tickets to get into the arena that night to start an AEW chant. Shame on you guys. <laughs> I yeah. mean, come on. You're there to, to be entertained. You are paying the WWE while chanting AEW. How stupid do you look? Because they just took your money and you're chanting for their competitor. <laughs> yeah, I hate those type of crowd takeovers. Like every yeah. now and again, you know, they're deserved. Or especially when they take over and it is related to a match. Yes. Uh, you see it in NXT a lot. When they do chants for the match, you know, that enhances the match. Yes. I absolutely hate it when people try to become the focal point of the show. Look, I'm not paying. I'm not watching. I'm not traveling to see you chant AEW. No. Okay, I'm watching the product to enjoy it. There's uh, a there's a promo that Shane McMahon cut where the crowd got a this is boring chant going. That was well deserved because hell, it was boring. That's that's okay. You have every right to chant this is boring or this is awesome or you look stupid or we want tables. I don't care what you chant, but when you're going in there and paying a company and then chanting for their competitor like before the show even starts, before you even know what you're going to get, 
<laughs> yeah. You just I, you guys look stupid. Sorry. I know. It's it's just like the people that do the CM Punk chants. Like you guys are so cool. I mean, you you must start that CM Punk chant and then go to the bathroom, look at yourself in the mirror and just say, "Dude, I did it. I yep. did it. It's happened. I'm the man." You know what? Give it up. Give it up. I'm not there to see that crap. Enjoy the show, chant with the show, become a part of the show. Don't do anything that's going to ruin anybody's, you know, experience cuz you just end up looking dumb. Um, before we get out of here, really quick, Ben, because I've been promising this for three weeks, Uh-oh. Bray Wyatt is going to be the most interesting thing to happen in WWE in years. Oh, dear. I was wondering. I was, you know, I was testing you, Jay. I was wondering when the Bray Wyatt was going was gonna to come out this episode. I'm like, there's no way we're going an entire throw the podcast without you mentioning your boy Bray. Yeah, and I know that, you know, we're, we're, we're out of time. I don't care. Bray Wyatt, uh, for those of you that have been following along, Bray Wyatt redid his character. He came out as basically a, a weird Mr. Rogers on acid type kids show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and just that, just, just him being like the kids show host was creepy as hell. And I don't mean like you watch it, you're like, ha ha ha, that's kind of creepy. I mean, I'm a grown ass man. And I was like, dude, that's, that's some creepy stuff right there. Yeah. He's the guy who lives next door to you who's just, like, the nicest guy in the world but could also be a serial killer. What did you say? You had a good stat about uh, the serial killer thing. Uh, It was, like, three shows ago. I don't know. I just I compared him kind of to Ted Bundy. You know what I mean? He's just that charismatic, just outgoing, you know, got got that smile on his face, his talk. But... Then he's, it's just creepy the way he just looks. And, you know, even the kids being there, the kids never have smiles on their face uh, in these uh, episodes, which is, <laughs> if you pay attention, it, it just makes it even that much more. Anything with children just makes something creepy. I know. I, the dolls, the, the, the toys. Yeah. So, so then he brings out the fiend. The fiend is creepy as hell with this, like, demonic, you know, clown face and and. I don't know where they're going with this, but um, there was some tweets put out by the guy that designed the mask. He he worked directly with Bray Wyatt to design this mask. This mask is all Bray Wyatt's doing, and and he shed a little light that this entire thing, uh, the the characters, the the storyline, the backstory, everything, is straight from Bray Wyatt's mind. That this is all Bray Wyatt. This has nothing to do with a bunch of writers getting together and saying, hey, we have something that's cool. This is all coming from Bray Wyatt. And it, so far, is amazing. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of wondering if he's going to be the fiend, you know, with the clown mask all the time. Or if that's going to be kind of a, a big pay-per-view thing, kind of similar to Finn Balor and the demon. I don't know. He he gave a... Uh, on. I think it was last week, the 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 last uh, video that he ran, he gave kind of a peek because, you know, he was talking and he said, oh, you met my friend? Don't worry, he's here to protect us. So to me, it's kind of like when, he, when he's fighting, when he's in a wrestling ring, he's going to be the Fiend because the Fiend is the one that protects him and all of his fireflies. And his ongoing, you know, all you got to do is find me. And just his facial expressions... I'm pumped, man. I cannot wait to see where this Bray Wyatt thing goes. Yeah, just listen to what we're talking about. If you would have just heard yourself talk just now, Jay, you're like, maybe this is just going to be a guy who's just here to protect us and all of our and all of the fireflies. <laughs> you are a grown man. You are 36 years old. 
But that was hilarious. See, that's what he's got us doing. That's okay. That's awesome. I can't and wait for that, man. That's why I think it's going to be the best thing to come out of WWE in, in forever. You know, every time a new character introduces himself, if they're a face, they're, they come out and they're like, hey, I'm a, I'm a good guy and I love this city and I'm going to fight for you. And if they're a bad guy, they come out and, hey, the crowd is stupid and I'm going to beat up the good guys. And, and it's like just the same thing rehashed over and over and over again. And now you have this guy who's the host of a children's show where all the children are miserable. He talks to a puppet witch and a dead squirrel that has a freaky clown come out to protect him and all the kids that are in there. Jesus, I cannot wait for this. Just weird. Um, hey, one more thing before we get off the air, because we're already, yeah. we're already, wow. And talk, yeah, time flies when you're having fun. Time flies when you're talking about Bray Wyatt. The 24-7 championship, is that not the ugliest title you have ever seen in your entire life? That reeks of the WWE just freaking out. Because to me, here's, here's how it played out. They were backstage Monday morning, and Vince comes in and says, Hey, we need something. What do you guys got? And one guy is like, hardcore championship. And Vince goes, love it, but hate the name. Think of something else. Somebody says, uh, the 24-7 title? And Vince goes, yep. Now everybody run to Joanne Fabrics. See what kind of stuff you can get together so I can have the championship belt ready to go in three hours. Because that's what it looks like. It looks like green cardboard that somebody just pasted some metal on. Yeah, super ugly. We'll talk more about the 24-7 championship next week. We'll Let's, let's try to get like a little segment going, Jade, where we can actually discuss like what's what like the meaning of the championship and like how it's kind of been presented so far um, with okay. all the backstage antics and the R-Truth stuff and and all that. We'll, we'll save it for next show. Um, next show. Okay. And uh, more Bray Wyatt next show because, yeah, we, we need to get into backstory of the witch, you know, and the squirrel and the buzzard. You know, because, oh my God. I'll do my research on all those characters and I'll, I'll try to uh, report back to you listeners uh, the best I can. Yeah, the, the squirrel died. The The buzzard ate the squirrel in the very next episode. The squirrel was back. Doesn't explain how it happened. We do know the witch is stuck in limbo. We're not sure how she died and how a witch can be stuck in limbo. Yeah, But Bray, I will get to the bottom of it, and you yeah. all will be the first people I share it with. Yeah, Bray Wyatt turned into the fiend, and the witch had blood coming out of her eyes. How did he become what he is today from a boy named Husky Harris? We, we really need to get into that because yeah. that's actually a really good story. It's so. going to be sweet. All right. Make sure you, that you follow us on Twitter at TTX Wrestling. That is at TTX Wrestling. Uh, let Ben know he's an idiot for his uh, Cowboy Conrad stuff. Or let him know he's a genius. Uh, if you're one of those fanboys that he was talking about, you know, tell him, call him. You know, some call him a smart. He loves it when people call him a smart. Uh, make sure that you follow us. We are exclusive on WrestlingNewsWorld.com. You can find us, Smart to Death, Raw Review. You can find a bunch of crap on there. Uh, Fenton Fashion Files. We need another Fenton Fashion Files. I, I hear Fenton was really dapper at AEW. Uh, too dapper. That's why I didn't include him in this week's Fenton Fashion Files. I really had nothing to make fun of. Look, look great, Fenton. Good for you. Right. He was in Vegas, though. He had to. 
he he was probably coming off a forty eight hour bender at the uh, the no we're talking about Fenton you would have been coming off a twenty four or forty eight hour bender at the roulette table uh, Fenton probably got eight hours of sleep had a really yeah. good breakfast and a protein shake on the way forty eight hours forty eight hour bender of just binge watching every wrestling promotion <laughs> on earth is what Fenton did. We love you, Fenton. <laughs> Anyways, um, you can find our podcast literally everywhere a podcast is played. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all that fun stuff. I got a request for you guys. Download the show and subscribe to it. Because come to find out, it is very important for you guys to subscribe to it. Um, because it shows our bosses that we're doing a good job. And we would really appreciate it. Um, subscribe to it on multiple stuff. We don't care. You know? Get an iPhone, do it on Apple Apple Podcasts. You know, jump on your Google tablet and do it on Google Podcasts. Jay, did you just tell our audience to buy an iPhone specifically so they can subscribe to us? Absolutely. It's only a You grand. want them to buy an $800 cell phone to subscribe to throw the podcast. Ben. Am I hearing that right? Ben, we're worth it. Okay. You're right. Okay. Uh, make sure you look out for us next week and make sure you look out for us with Thomas Fenton, he will do, he will be here to talk about AEW. Uh, he was there backstage. He got to be in the pit for the um, all the media stuff. Uh, look for that midweek. That'll be coming out. So without further ado, Ben, you got anything? I got nothing, Jay. Tell him to do it. All right. Guy with the cool voice, take us out. Thank you for listening to Throw the Podcast. Join us again next week for even more wrestling commentary.